It's hard to say if there's a lot to say or not a lot to say at all. <laughs> Music. Pictures podcast. We're going to watch every movie released by New World Pictures. And welcome to New Warvember, our month inspired by Noirvember, covering the movies that are as close to Noir as New World Pictures could get. And tonight is one of those inspirations. <laughs> I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I took my earrings off in preparation for this one. <laughs> yes, you did. And Erica. And I put the blanket over the bird, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and joining us for this episode, you have seen him on the Book of Bubba Fett and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the upcoming horror anthology, Give Me an A, Galen Howard, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh. Um, I, yes, I, I would... Um, I, I, I would uh, I, I would I would now express my anger for having to watch this film, but I did bring it on myself. So. <laughs> yes, yes, you picked this, uh, and of course, the movie we are going to be discussing tonight is 1972's Sweet Kill. They wanted love. He gave them terror and death. Sweet Kill. What were the mysterious urges that drove this man to answer the longing for warm flesh with a brutal thrust of cold steel? The New York Daily Mirror says, Sweet Kill is a horrifying suspense hit. If Sweet Kill doesn't make you scream, nothing will. I guess I don't Sweet scream. Kill, starring yeah. Tab Hunter you in a new dead. kind of role that moves him into the front rank of screen artists. <laughs> Sweet Kill, rated R. Not recommended for the weak of heart. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, 1972 Sweet Kill, a.k.a. The Arousers, a.k.a. A Kiss for Eddie, brought to you by the city of Venice, California, where the people are helpful, friendly, and ready to murder you at the slightest provocation. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. our pigeon-filled beaches, friendly landlords, and sharp knives. But don't pack a bag. <laughs> it's just a lot of extra cleanup for all of us. <laughs> Venice. Yeah. This is yet another example of the um, untrustworthy opinions of the Daily Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sweet Kill is directed and written by Curtis Hansen, and I suppose, I'm assuming, we're going to get to it, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming, Galen, that's why you chose this. But as we yes, all know, yes. yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the reputable Cur- Curtis Hansen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a, starring, with a 
a film starring Tab Hunter as sure. a as a crazy, you know, women-hating maniac. And um, the poster also, I admit, got my attention. Mm-hmm. I think the poster is mm-hmm. definitely the best part of the film. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. The scissors and... and it's the... an artfully done poster. It I don't is. know who designed the it poster, yeah. but I mean, good on them. It was, you know, far better than the film deserved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, Hanson, this is his debut, but he would go on to direct Bad Influence, The Hand mm-hmm. That Rocks yeah. the Cradle, L.A. Confidential, The River yep. Wild, and Wonder Boys. Wonder yeah. Boys. Uh, yeah, gr- yeah. Chasing yeah. Mavericks. Absolutely. Uh, uh, his final uh, film. What, what is it? The The Bedroom Window? That's actually a, um, that's actually a good movie with Steve Gutenberg. Okay, yeah. okay. That's actually like a, a neo-noir that works. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, like well, kind of, yeah. This is more of a near-noir Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say near is generous too. I mean, I'd say it's like you know across the street in the basement. This right. movie parks in the noir spot, but it's not supposed to. Noir is right. Like, it, you, it has you need a, to it, back it, out yeah, the truck. It had the it, it had the handicap sticker on. Yeah, you know, right. it was like, that it stole from it. That it stole from its mom. Right. Right. Yeah, I thought it yeah. thought it would work. Um, it's more of a noobor. <laughs> New N O O B. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Sorry, I was thinking of that other set. Yeah, sure. You got mm-hmm. it now. Um, yeah, yeah. That th- that comment was almost as half baked as this movie. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> um, Curtis Hansen started out working on the magazine Cinema that was actually owned by his uncle, mm. and he would edit and he did interviews and he took pictures for the magazine before embarking on a career as a screenwriter. His first break being an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's The Dunwich Horror for American mm. International Pictures, which was being produced by Roger Corman. Of course it was. Yeah. Uh, Hansen a- approached him about directing a film, as he knew New World Pictures would uh, offer opportunities for young filmmakers. And as Hansen told The Guardian, he says, quote, I asked him, would you let me direct? And to put it, this in a time frame, he would say... Well, I'll support you if you're doing a motorcycle movie, a ripoff of Easy Rider, or maybe a movie about women in prison with lots of women with their breasts yep. out. Which, I mean, okay, message received. And Hanson <laughs> replied, I said, gee, isn't there anything else? And he said, how about a ripoff of Psycho, a modern h- horror movie? And here we are. Oh. Here we are. Boy, oh boy. Yes, yeah, so he kind of took the... Um, he kind of took the Bogdanovich route, you know, from film criticism to sure, uh, sure, yeah. to a Corman mentorship yeah. to, you know, eventually doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah for absolutely. Sure. Uh, as, as Galen was mentioning, this is starring Tab Hunter, who started his career in the 1950 noir film The Lawless, which probably mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. park in the noir space. Oh, definitely. And yeah. uh, broke out with the 1952 hit Island of Desire. After which he became a Hollywood heartthrob in the 1950s, appearing in all kinds of westerns and war films, and was one of yeah. the last actors to be under contract with Warner Brothers, uh, along with James wow. Dean and Natalie Wood. Also put out uh, a, a a large number of entirely forgettable albums. Yeah, he did. It actually sold pretty well. I think they that... did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They say for every boy and girl, there's just one love in this whole world, and I. I know I found mine. Uh, by the late 60s, however, Hunter was working overseas, making spaghetti westerns yep. uh, and war films in Spain. So he welcomed this role and really liked the script. He told the LA Times, quote, the film is about a very sick young man. 
young man is stretching it, Tab. I think he's a middle-aged man. But but go on, <laughs> yeah, Tab. He was, uh, go on with your bad yeah, self. Yeah, he was forty, like yes. forty something yes. when he when he made this. Looking yeah. great, but uh-huh. in his forties, you know, Hot definitely 40. takes care yeah. taking care of himself for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said but, this but, this, yes. this film is different than all the other roles I've taken in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny that he does this psycho uh, ripoff since he actually was in a relationship with Anthony Perkins for a few years. So it's kind of funny right. that that happens. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can definitely, and you can also see the trajectory from something like this to, you know, like working with uh, John Waters. Right, which of course sure. he gets into in the next stage of his career. In the 80s, he starts working with John Waters. He does polyester. And eventually he does Lust in the Dust for New World Pictures. So we will be yep. discussing Tab down the road. But yeah, I mean, he dated uh, Anthony Perkins... In the 50s, so sort of a little bit before Psycho, and then gets his shot at doing a Psycho in the early 70s. Yeah. I would, you know, for better or worse, I would say that um, John Waters would probably approve of this film. (laughs) You're you're probably right. I think so. I think, Yeah. 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 I think Anthony Perkins might too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. a little bit of flattery there, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, highest form of flattery. But and, and I don't, I don't, and I don't want to throw shade here, but I'm no. going to just say Anthony Perkins. He made out the better on that on in, in that dating situation. <laughs> he was sure, sure. He was definitely yeah. batting, yeah. batting a little bit higher in 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 the leagues. But, yeah, well, so good good is, on him. This is 1950s uh, Anthony Perkins, so very <laughs> got you know, it. Very yes, all right. That's a prime so cut not, of Anthony Perkins. So, this is not, so not crimes, crimes of passion. Of pa- I just think crimes of passion, Anthony Perkins. That's the only one I <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, he my didn't. Head. He wasn't always wearing a dirty shirt like he <laughs> was in Crimes of oh, Passion. Oh, he wasn't wearing that in every movie. It, he was got it. I need to watch some of his older movies because I have a very different <laughs> yeah. image in my head. Okay. Uh, this also stars Rory Guy, aka Angus Scrim, and his first yes. big role. Um, a few la- few years later, he would uh, appear in Don Coscarelli's "Jim's the World, the World's Greatest." Jim, the world's greatest, uh, and then as the tall man, Phantasm, it's just a documentary Jim's, on Jim's. It's Jim's. <laughs> he stars yeah. in Jim's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. And then that uh, that ushered in the beginning of that of of that wonderful collaboration. Yes. Right. right. And then that that sort of is kind of the, the rest the rest is history, as they say. But I mean, he yeah. would go on to pe- appear in some Concord films. I think he's in Shopping Mall. He's in a couple yep. yeah, other Jim Wynorski yeah, specials. He's in like the opening. He's in the opening scene in Shopping Mall. Yeah. That uh, yeah yeah. So I mean, you know, he. But this is it for New World. Uh, New World gets him in the very beginning. Conversely, New World gets Isabel Jewell in her final performance, yes. playing the landlady, Mrs. Cole. And she had enjoyed a career that started in the 1930s, appearing in films like Gone with the Wind and High Sierra. But this is her final performance as she mm. passed away the same year this mm. came out. Presumably, she was murdered by some middle-aged beach bum in Venice. That's uh-huh. just a guess. But, okay. Um, I'm okay. just, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. The pl- I, you're going off it. You're you're just you're piecing things together with the yeah. limited information yep. you have. Exactly. Right. You could be exactly. a Venice cop. You could be in Venice PD then with yep. that with that amount of skill that you just exhibited. listen. Venice- you just you reopened this case. <laughs> <laughs> the Venice cops stop fifty years as soon later. As yeah. They find weed. Yeah. <laughs> then, then they're, they're like, like, no, case we're... is closed. This was a missing persons case. We're done. We've done yep. it. <laughs> we found weed in Venice. So. We're good. Uh, so, let's lock it down. We're probably yeah, going to get yeah. something from the mayor on this one. Let's go home, yeah. 
Um, okay, here's where you can watch Sweet Kill, which is actually uh, very difficult usually, but you can watch this on Tubi right now. You actually can watch this movie. They, yeah, this has so... a DVD from Scream Factory or Shout Factory, rather, but it is really out of print. And so Tubi yeah. is basically the place to go if you want to see this movie. I'm, I, so I'm assuming the, the Tubi... Tubi is using the the most recent print or the most uh, the most up to date print. Yes, it is because as we'll get into, it's not technically the Sweet Kill print, but if that's possible to even watch, I'm not a hundred percent. Okay, got so it. I think the only copy that you're going to be able to get, at least in the U.S. at this point, is what's on Tubi, which is basically the arousers, which also would that's what would be on the DVD. Um, would Got be it. the arousers cut, which is what we watched. Yeah, because yeah, this is um, from what I can tell, they they haven't done much in the way of restoration on this uh, on no. this print. This no. print is pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This isn't getting like the Arrow or Severin treatment. No, not at all. No, not no at this all. is not a 4K. That there's many moments I had to rewind on this one. Was like. What? I what, can't what was see that? this. I can't see yeah. what's happening. Yeah, this is like a sun bleached print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, particularly well, sun bleached. But then, but then there are other scenes that, I mean, it, you could have said, or just, I'm, yeah, are pure I, darkness. Yeah, I'm either watching the Arousers <laughs> or the Long Night episode from Game of Thrones. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Or Andy Warhol's The Sleep. Yeah. For all we know. Right. Right. So. So we've sort of gone over why you picked this particular one, Galen. Were you, are you, uh, were you a particularly like, big fan of Curse Hansen as soon as you saw that Absolutely. he did? Absolutely. I mean, he's definitely. I mean, I love. I I love some of his latter day films. Like, uh, yeah, I mentioned like Bedroom Window, Bad Influences, great. That Bad Influence is actually another kind of yeah. neo noir kind of, and that's for noir vember. I mean, this is someone who came who went on to do some very prominent neo-noirs, you know, right. LA Confidential sure. being the... And Rocks you know, the Cradle being, and... Yes, yeah. so there's yeah. a bit of that, yeah, yeah, a little bit of like the, the yeah, the thriller, like the steamy, like kind of the, kind of erotic thriller kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it, it kind of territory. So yeah, and love, yeah, love LA Confidential, Wonder Boys, you know, his latter-day films, really interesting filmmaker. So yeah, that was primarily what drew me to this. And again, Great poster, really great poster, yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, on paper, this is definitely you know kind of a curio. If it's like you know early Curtis Hansen, Tab Hunter playing you know in a psycho re- in a psycho ripoff. I mean, yeah, that'll get me to watch it alone. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. But this is my first time seeing it. Is it both of your first time, Erica and Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we yep. all this is all a first timer. So that all makes first sense time, yeah. that we all then get into what this movie is about. Let's find out what Sweet Kill is about. Mark, let's start with you. You know, this is a very serious movie that touches on <laughs> the inability of men to be able to express their emotions. Um, yeah, it's about, that's true. It's about the, the the men that society doesn't want to discuss. Men that uh, they just want to talk. Uh, they don't want to dance. Uh, <laughs> men that uh, nope. they want you to dress up like their mother and have you lay in a bed so they can cry in your bosom. You know... <laughs> Real men. Real guy and stuff. That's what this movie's That's what this movie's stuff. about. This movie's about guy stuff. It's about guy stuff. I get it. I get it. Oh, the boy. guy stuff that screwballs doesn't show you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh Galen, what do you what is this movie about? I don't know. I, I think you could you could call you might maybe people call this the incel manifesto. <laughs> you could? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of echoing what Mark said, I think, yeah, this is, yeah, someone um, incapable of, um, you know, of connecting with women in any, in, in any real way and, you know, and then makes it their problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> in, nailed it. You know, you in, in, yeah, hundred percent. Very, you know, in very extreme, irreparable ways. Yeah, right. So, I'm yeah. having problems, and you will pay the price. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Men stuff. And, guy stuff. And, guy stuff. And, guy and stuff. Guy stuff. You know, typical guy stuff. <laughs> I think I think ladies listening to this podcast are going to be like, "That is absolutely right." You're kind of joking around, and they're like. No, yeah, no, you, yeah, well, you make all of your bullshit our, our problem. So, speaking yep. of ladies, Erica, what is this movie about? Oh, thanks, Ryan. It's nice to know. Oh. It's nice to know that people still view me as a lady. <laughs> take take what you can get. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I agree with you, Mark Galen. But I mean, really, the takeaway for me is that it's really challenging to be the cool teacher. You know, you got, <laughs> you got kids coming to you all the time for advice. Like it's for, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for that real, for that yeah. real serious it's, man advice. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. hard yeah. to be the cool teacher. I don't know. That seemed like great, my big takeaway. And then the stress of being the cool teacher yeah. leads, I guess, to murder. So, yeah. you know, right. that was, that's uh, right. Yeah. That was yeah. my big takeaway. Yeah. PE yeah. coaches are under an emotional strain and we are doing nothing about it. Correct. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree on all those points. To me, I just felt like this movie was about, you know, the fact that if you stare at pigeons, you will go insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I get it. I mean, you know, when you get down to it, I mean, pigeons are gross. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Pigeons yeah. are, you know, yeah, yes. uh, you know, you know, pigeons are basic yeah, pigeons are basically like dirty hobo doves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they're all over the beach and if you're yeah. a beach guy and you're going to spend a lot of time with them, just don't stare at them for a uh-huh. long periods of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. cuz it'll yeah, it, it, it'll it'll drive you nuts. It'll, I mean, I, and I, I get it. Staring at pigeons will, you know, will, will I mean, at the very least will will bum you out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah, a yeah. bummer it's to look bring at, you know, look at like sure. pigeons just, yeah. you know, yeah, circling just piles of shit and yeah. all of yeah. that. Yeah. They're yeah. easily the most upsetting bird. For sure. For know, sure. Very, For very sure. polarizing. Very upsetting. Uh, For sure. And, and if you translate their coups into English, it basically says, uh, you know. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I mean, I'm not the only one who heard it. Okay, that's great. That's right. Good. No, no, no. I had the I I I had my pigeon translator app on. Oh, good. Okay. Running, good. You know, good. running good. simultaneously, and yeah, good. That's it was smart. it was very disturbing. I Pidgey. had to turn it off after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Pidgey yeah. app. Yeah. The Pidgey Pidgey app. Yeah, the Pidgey app. Of course. App. Yeah. This is what this movie is about, according to Letterbox. Uh, we Uh-oh. are on Letterbox. Follow us there. Galen, are you on Letterbox? Uh, I am on Letterboxd, yeah. Follow us all on Letterboxd. Give us a follow. Short and sweet, this synopsis. Horror and suspense in the story of a psychotic maniac who literally loves women to death. It's always a good sign when the description isn't even a complete sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, I mean, many times Letterboxd synopsis either tell it all or seem to be a, a writer of the synopsis under duress and needing to turn in something on a deadline. This one feels like it. This one feels like Corman wrote this one because somebody who loves women to death. I don't know if that tracks well, I, to me, but I think we all have a yeah. very broad definition of the 
of the word love. And that's what I've learned. <laughs> you know, here. yeah. I mean, most of the love that I've experienced doesn't involve stabbing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that you said most. most. So you're leaving, most. It, you're leaving that door Small slightly open. You know, just, just, I mean, just a you, know, under, you know, under the right, you know, hey, you know, uh, it's... It, it, when, when it when it's when it's consensual, you know, a consensual sure. stabbing, you know, a gentle consensual doesn't stabbing. doesn't happen often, but when it does, no. it is magic. Right. You know, yeah. That's it's when a, you yeah. know. That's when you know that's you know, yeah. This is the We've one gold. That's this is the one. This is the one. We've each done a little stabbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And we yeah. start off uh, this movie in a great way, like uh, viewing the film through a 1980s IBM monochrome screen. We get a sepia toned, uh, to, mm -hmm. to say it in a nicer way, mm -hmm. um, I guess, flashback. Mm -hmm. Right. It right. took a couple of viewings for me to truly know this was a flashback. Was yeah. it? Did it read as a flashback to you it guys? It does not. No. Yeah, I was just, I was so excited that we are not even 30 seconds into this movie and we have negligee. <laughs> yes. And, uh -huh. and shortly after, not that, not even that. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, and, and I, you know, you know, you're back in the world of Corman. Sometimes there's two, oh two uh, iterations of new world pictures, the Corman era. And then after Corman sold the company. So this one was like right away saying, Oh, you are in the Corman era because yes. we get a woman taken yeah, off yeah. her clothes and she has a bird. Yeah. And I knew Erica would like that as an owner of a bird. Mm -hmm. She has a cockatiel. Yeah. In a tiny cage. Yeah. Oh, in an upsettingly tiny cage. <laughs> that is not, there's no toys in there. There were, I didn't think there was a perch. There's no swing. No, it was no just bell hanging for on it to the wear side. as a hat. It was really, a, really an unfortunate, unfortunate cage. <laughs> yeah. But it's, there was a cockatiel and titties right away. Right, right away. Wow. I was like, I'm going to love this movie. Flap, fast yeah. forward 90 minutes to me being like, yikes. It also, <laughs> it's also one of those films that literally just begins. There's not even yeah. a fade in. No. Yeah. It just, it just, I mean, it felt like it was just a, it was just like a random edit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that like the, the that like the first 30 seconds, like, you know, burned up. Yeah. Which that I actually appreciated over the long, like just music over credits or, you know, sure. Classic new world, like black screen, white letters, credits. Yeah. So no, I was like, it's, Ooh, it's we're just that diving right in. Yeah. No, it's literally just a just a blomp, you know, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a little it was a little abrupt, but, mm -hmm. you know, I guess it's I guess it was a choice. Yeah. yeah, and I guess there's a little boy hanging behind a curtain. We can only mm -hmm. see shoes, and then we see a different pair of shoes yes. climb through a window. And, I mean, this is all basically, I, I was watching this going, is this just a bad print? What's happening? It's so orange. Then we switch to the, the next pair of shoes, and I'm like, oh, wait, everything's fine. Now, this is a whole prologue to the movie that actually was shot post the original Sweet Kill release. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. I am not sure if it was done. I one source I, I got read said it was it was done without Curtis Hansen. So mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. all the orange sepia tone flashback, which is cranked up to sepia because later on there's a whole montage and we see the mom again in regular color. So yeah. the sepia stuff is laid on top of that film, and all the woman in the bathtub is all stuff added to the film after the original release of Sweet Kill. I buy that. 
Yeah, that tracks. So I don't know if the film technically starts at the credit sequence where he's sitting on the beach and there's a bunch of pigeons. Right. I don't know for sure, but that's, you know, uh, all the other stuff is definitely an insertion. But Birds, as a credit sequence, I mean, uh, is this your favorite title sequence ever, Erica? Yeah. That's what I said. I had such high hopes. It started, (laughs) I was like, yes! Yes! All right! Here we go! Here we go! And then, my, 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 things got bleak. Things got bleak yeah. as the movie continued. Yeah. I mean, for the record, I think the best um, the best exploitation credit sequence of all time is Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. I mean... So, yeah. you know, yeah. But I think, yeah. I mean, you know, this makes made a choice, you know. Um, y- you know, birds. Another, you know, another right. guy who got his start with Corman as well. Oh, Sedaris? Yeah. Yes. He he made yeah. his first film. Uh, well, he got a start in TV, but he made his first feature with New World Pictures. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes. I mean, I got, and a guy who studied Corman and said, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll do this, but but weirder. <laughs> He's not a guy that you're going to need to say, I need to put more boobs in your movie. He's going to say, no, I have plenty of boobs <laughs> in my movie. I, I'll put more in. If you need to, but there's plenty. Yeah, yeah. But he's also someone that when he says, I've got big boobs and a big snake, he literally means that. <laughs> <laughs> the the credit sequence also kind of threw me for a loop when it, when it when it displayed that the name of the movie wasn't Sweet Kill, but The Arousers. It is The Arousers. Yes. The Arousers. And that is the... Yes, this the, is The, the Arousers the, print, yeah. Yeah, but this what, is the, the, the what, second cut that, that uh, What Carmen the released. fuck does that mean? Because <laughs> an arouser is someone who wakes others up from sleep. <laughs> that never happens in this movie. Unless... <laughs> Like arousers, is that what? Well, and there's Eddie more calls and push-ups. I'm gonna go get a, I'm drop and do twenty arousers. Is that what he's right, doing? Right, right, yes, because there are because yes, because it does imply that there are more. There's more than one of them. Right. Yeah. So exactly. yes, yeah, so is it the arousers? Yeah. Um, uh, he does right. do push-ups later. I'm not sure they're arousing. They're, they seem very. He seemed pretty so, aroused. Very, very uh, yeah, 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 very, yeah, very sedating. His yeah. sets are dark. He does yeah. some real dark workouts. Bleak. He's the guy Bleak in the gym workout. that you were like, everyone give him yeah. a good 15 feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just yeah. give him room. Yeah. Yeah. Do not use his, the machine he's using. And he doesn't listen to music. <laughs> just no, no headphones, headphones. Just yeah. working out. Just <laughs> raw, raw dog in that workout. Yeah. No music. Well, I, I, well, you guys are, I mean, I, I don't want to date anyone, but you guys are old enough to remember the tab, the tab hunter workout video, bleak workouts. From the 80s, right. 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 That's correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who didn't you have know, that? Yeah, on when me, you had you had Olivia Newton-John. You had you you you, you had right. the others, but yeah, but then it was Tab Hunter's Bleak Workouts. That was the only one that allowed that I felt comfortable in jeans right. and no shirt getting yeah, my workout exactly. on. Mm-hmm. That's y- right. y- yes, yeah, and Crocs. The first five minutes, <laughs> the first five minutes of the tape is actually him waiting for you to put on your jeans because you probably came in with a different <laughs> outfit on, and he's got to yeah. wait. So you go up. right, and he's and and he's like, oh, how uh, you know? How about those? No, okay, you got to change. Okay, I'll wait. And right. every time you fall for it, you and put them on. And then he goes back to his book. It's all know. pre-taped. It's, uh, how can he get yeah. me every time with those? My favorite part of the workout was where he just sulks on the couch. Yeah, 
And then he and says he, he's yeah. got to go because he's working on something. Yeah, got to go. Right, yeah. He's like, uh, it, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a part of the video where he's like, uh, could you give me a minute? I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, yeah. And then, he, and then eventually he says, okay, I guess we'll do this. Yeah. And then he just darkly does push-ups. <laughs> right. That, like, those yeah. are his arousers. And he gives you no instructions. So you just start <laughs> right. working out with him like, I guess... This is our push-ups. I, I right, guess this right. is the push-up portion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, then, he, then he'll like pause and look at the camera and be like, uh, are you doing this? No, that's cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But when we do meet Tab Hunter on the beach, he helps out two young ladies. We get our third set of boobs. I, I'm like, wow, this movie, this yeah. is just a Corman special. Um, oh boy, waste no time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and to uh, Curtis Hansen's credit, should this have been in the original cut, he also got to boobs pretty early too. He was trying to do his best here for Corman. Only this particular one doesn't go so well. And I, rem- I, I thought about this. He pushes her off the couch. She hits her head. I, yeah. And I thought, oh God, it's an accident. We don't know mm-hmm. anything about Tab Hunter at this point. We have no right. idea. No. Yeah. We've had a woman taking off her clothes, a woman in a bathtub, Tab Hunter helping these women and their car get out of the be- uh, out of the sand. Right. Then all of a sudden he accidentally kills her. I'm like, oh, and it made me wonder, and I still am wondering, <laughs> is is this the origin of Eddie becoming a killer, or are we just getting a glimpse of his lifestyle? Well, yeah, well, well, and that, and to that degree. So, what was the what were we being told with the opening sequence of him as a kid? Right. Yeah. Right. Was he I, the killer? Did he witness his mom get killed? Like it's unclear. Right. Of what... It's real. It's very. Yeah. It's it's very unclear. And and so apparently he snuck into a woman's uh, woman's room while she was taking a bath and just stole her underwear and left. Uh, so is this the first? I don't. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. I I'm not sure. No clue. No clue. Mark, what do you think? Is this is this his regular lifestyle or is this him learning to become? I, no. Th- this is a total accident because. <laughs> Because then he 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 wraps her up in a sheet and brings her not down to the car or down to the basement, but to the roof? Question yeah. mark. Which made yeah. me feel like yeah. this is amateur hour in the mm. murder world. Any good murderer would be like, never go up to the roof. <laughs> uh oh. Then he puts the mm-hmm. he puts the what? body down a. Is it a? It's some shaft that's on the roof. That yeah. Never what? Explain. I, what, what is, is that? that? I don't I know. I have no idea. And don't you? It, they, later on in the movie, they, they one of the the tenants in the apartment building complains about the smell. To which I thought, okay, eventually we're going to get to that. Right? Nope. Nope. That gets brought up once, and we move yes. on. But I thought you put this body in this shaft in the roof of the building. I, I mean, someone's going to find it. You're going to go to jail. Like this is you're yeah. asking for trouble. So I naturally assumed this was his first. It was an accident. Also, he looked a little shocked when he kicked her. Yeah. She knocked her head. Yeah, no, no, genuinely, yeah. I don't think that he regretted his decision, but <laughs> I think that he was a little surprised. Maybe yeah. his sort of subtle his subtle character didn't allow the audience to see his that what should have been his, well, that was easy moment. But mm-hmm. you right, know, he was right. He played it a little more subdued. He gets into it a little bit more later as he enjoys other yeah. sweet kills. Mm-hmm. Um, but is the you know which I which one is the sweet kill? I don't know which was mm. weren't all of them. 
Is that a, I mean, and is that a term like sweet kill? Like, oh, that's a sweet kill? I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've never we heard could it. start it. We could start now. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. it's a, yeah, it's a very, it's very odd. Yeah, because like what's, yeah, because you're, you're, you're making a, a, you're making an intentional juxtaposition with that phrase. And it's like, then there's, but there's really nothing that, there's really nothing. There's really nothing in the film that really connotes what that would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sweet kill sounds like a cool phrase, it's unlike the arousers. It's a, yeah. But neither the of them. Right. Yeah. No. Not. And it does have that kind of, you know, yeah, that like be noir kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. connotation. Yeah. It doesn't but really pay off on it in any nope. way. But mm-hmm. not yeah, at all. I think a sweet kill is just like. You know the burn you feel after doing all those dark push-ups. Oh, the, after dark, watching the dark, the mm-hmm. dark yeah. for the bleak workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that's sure. like, uh, you know, like a sweet, like ooh, like a like a sweet burn. It's like ooh, <laughs> yeah. sweet kill, sweet kill. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of uh, of bleak workouts, we do see that he's a, a PE coach. <laughs> he which, sure is. Which really tracks uh, with what I thought most of my PE coaches were doing in their off hours. <laughs> uh, this is like yeah. okay, you know, yeah. they were they were also staring at pigeons. <laughs> cool. Too too cool. often. Far cool, too cool. often. I mean, from the stories I've heard, there's a tr- there's a long-standing tradition of unchecked anger among uh, you know <laughs> PE coaches. <laughs> you know they they haven't done their inner work. You know they haven't done you know their therapy. You know their right. You know their Iron John male retreats and shit like that. Absolutely. You know, work out all that masculinity. He is doing a lot of uh, inner work because he has a good friend. To mm-hmm. go to uh, a neighbor mm-hmm. in the True. building, Barbara, who mm-hmm. he, I guess, dates. He at least gets semi dressed up, but they seem to be more yeah. like uh, just sessions where he talks to her. They go on dinner dates. Yeah. They go on dinner yeah. dates. Yes, right. Friendly dinner dates as neighbors. Friendly dinner dates, at least as far yes. as he's as concerned. Neighbors, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also has like his his therapy session with uh, with a prostitute. Yes. So he does do his therapy. He's trying to do his inner work. Definitely, is it therapy? Is it having hiring a prostitute to dress like your mom so you can undress her and lay on her bosom and cry? Cry, yes. Is is that therapy? (laughs) We're not yet. We're not yet at final questions, (laughs) but that may be a final question, (laughs) right? Is that therapy? We should answer it now, Galen. What what do you think? I well, I wasn't I wasn't around the seventies, but it could have been. You know, I mean, I I think you know, therapy went through a lot of different stages. I think you know, in the you know, in the days when I started therapy, I think it was you know, I think they we had made a lot of progress. You know, so (laughs) I you know certainly at this time in the seventies, I could buy that this was a considered form of therapy. You know, like in you know, with someone who's like really deep into like kind of like. Uh, Kinsey, Masters, and Johnson kind of stuff, you know, sure. just yeah. really getting into it. Maybe, know? maybe what you know, what you don't hear is that when he's crying, they're actually playing his hit single "Young Love" mm. in the background, <laughs> but you can't hear it because he did not offer the rights. Oh. You know, he held off ah. on that. Oh, I know. I Classic tab. <laughs> Classic Tabitha Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved if, if while if um, if while he was crying, uh, uh, undressing and crying on her, she was taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just like well, this we've made we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, good session. 
No, good no session. Good. was done. This was really great. This I worked out really. Spit, yeah, I didn't have to spit in your face. Yeah, yeah. You're making great. You're making great strides. You know, I'm. You're very brave. Very brave. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't. I can't. You know. I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure all the therapists that I saw in my lifetime, when I left the office, they were not then bringing in someone in for sex work. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they didn't alternate in between the two professions. I can't say that for a fact. But you don't right. know. Yeah, so yeah. You weren't there. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, yeah. I was asking the wrong questions. I don't know yeah. how robust your vetting process was for doctors, Mark. I mean, you, you know, it helps I mean, comes I, in all I, kinds of forms. It does. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were, I mean, you know, in the 80s and, you know, around then there were, you know, there, there were, they started using like sex surrogates and that sort of thing. I hmm. suppose this could be. This could kind Hold of. On, I'm writing. I'm going to write this down. Hold on. Sex surrogate. Sex surrogate. Sex surrogate. By the way, this uh, the prostitute. By the way, is played by Roberta Collins. If you guys remember, we uh, saw her first in Big Dollhouse. Yeah, we did. Also, or rather, really, she was also in Death Race 2000. So we would have saw, seen her in both of those. Okay, she's, so she's yeah, she, she she she's in the she she's in the Cur- the Corman stable. Oh, for sure, yes. she was in Cage Heat. That, she was in she's, she's on that she's on that short list. Yeah, yeah. she is yeah, in, a, in many 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 films, and probably could have had a better career had she not been kind of a party animal. She uh, mm, she's a rock it. and roll lady. She uh, she did not live to. Uh, uh, an older age, but she just she was, rocked out. She was living that. She was living that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And, Got it. Uh, but but in tons of New World stuff. So we yep. will we will sure. talk about her and tons of other things. Excellent. Um, by the way, Barbara, the his friend that he does talk to as well as neighbor, she cannot take a hint because <laughs> we, true. When you put true. on a song and you're having someone over and you feel romantic about him and you put on a song. And you just get into it and start dancing, and they don't follow. Like that's that's a major right. hint. Not all guys dance, Barb. Come on, that- not all guys dance. We have to accept this, right? <laughs> I don't want to be the naysayer here. Uh oh. I don't. Uh oh. Oh 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 oh. I don't think that was that one was on Barb. <laughs> I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, I think, um, you know, I think Eddie could dance. I think he was just being a jerk to Barb. That was I a agree. good song. I agree. She was huh. feeling it. She was feeling it. It's a good song. I'm saying. Just get your ass up. You're he in a, you're said in he it. had two left feet. He was Ugh. very clear. That He's is a fucking PE teacher. He can't get up and move a little bit. It's bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit. Barb deserves better than that. I feel so bad for her. All right, guys, go out there and play some soccer. I go out there, but I, I yeah. have two left feet. I cannot show you. I'd how to love do any to be able to show you boys how to run cross country, but two left feet. I'll be over here on the couch. It's a convenient it's alibi. Convenient alibi. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will say I can run in a circle with my two left feet. That is it, true. But. Yeah, yeah, Eugene Levy style. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There we go. Nice yeah. callback. Yeah. Uh, and he has a robust dating life, Eddie. Like right? he picks up this girl. There's a girl that just seems to somewhat know him that he picks up at the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what are you doing, girl? Just like, hey, do you you want a shower? I got one at the bottom of my building. Oh. It's down mm-hmm. this creepy hallway. It it's yeah. rusted and gross. The grossest shower. Please <laughs> clean yourself. Like, oh. yikes. And he leaves because they hear a noise. At this point, she's 
topless. Yes. And I, I couldn't help but think if that was me playing her. Oh, not, you're topless? Okay. So I'm to- let's assume <laughs> okay, I'm bottomless. So Mark's topless bottomless the beach, just to, just would be just natural make- because <laughs> I'm fully. I'm, I'm you took fully, off your swim, swim shirt? You took I off your bikini. I took off, yeah, my mankini. I took off. Mankini. So I, uh, I'm now in a dirty shower in the basement of a building, mm-hmm. hoping that I'm going to score. Mm-hmm. And the person that I was hoping was I was going to score with has now left the room. I would be in this paralyzed. Do I do I put back on my pants? Well, if they come back right. in, they might read that as I'm not interested, so I'll keep them off. But then I could have a stranger walk in and see me naked. And do I wait a minute? Do I wait two minutes? Do I? Do, what's too early and what's too late in this scenario? Um, I had the opposite thought. I was like, man, that would be the time that I would quickly pee in the shower. <laughs> Stepped away. I'm by myself. I'm gonna just quickly pee. I'm gonna swish the water around. He's never gonna know. He'll never happened. notice anywhere because the floor of that her. shower is disgusting. He caught her peeing in the shower, and he was like, you know what? That's gross. I don't stand for that. That's absolutely. Absolutely, what she was doing while he was going out checking out Norwich. She's like, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he walked in. It smelled like pee. And he was like, no. (laughs) He had to teach her a lesson. (laughs) I'd be there like the same day all pruney thinking like she's coming (laughs) back. She's coming back. She's coming back at any moment. (laughs) You wouldn't move. You would not move. You're like, I'm just going to stand in the shower. Even after the lights go out? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I'd be like, well, I'm not getting out now. She's right. trying to get I mean, romantic like, with me now. Not... This is a game. <laughs> but oh, she man. does get out of the shower and pre- and immediately gets stabbed. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. you, know. you know. Stay in the shower, kids. Stay that's the in the shower. Stay in the shower and pee in the toilet. That's, I mean, that's the lessons learned from that, from that scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, little things, you know, life lessons. That's what you get on the New World Pictures podcast. You get some life lessons. Truly. The other insert that Corman did was when Eddie uh, was walking down the street and he looks into the window and he sees a woman just topless, like washing her face and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like at the sink? Not yes, in a exactly. bathroom, in the kitchen sink. In the kitchen sink. Oh, yeah, she's yes. washing her hair in the sink. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like chugging a, a, a half gallon of milk. <laughs> Yeah, he is. I actually really... For... And that's what he's doing in that scene. In actuality, like, if that scene's not inserted, I was thinking about this, like, he's just strolling the streets, drinking milk, and eventually, I guess, circles back to his own apartment, sneaks into Barbara's apartment, and watches her sleep is the scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the scene yep. in reality. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what Corman did is to splash that little scene up was to throw in a naked lady. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But kept the milk in. Keep the milk <laughs> Don't in. Don't lose the milk. You can't lose the milk. It's critical. <laughs> What's well, a night milk? You know what I mean? You don't want to just toss that out. It's his night it's just milk. Just a night it's milk. A night milk. milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, you know his nightly night milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, does it nightly nightly night milk? They open up for sweet kill. Doesn't that sound like an amazing night at the Troubadour? Uh, Nightly yeah, night but milk? you got to yeah. listen to the arousers first. Oh, they're the worst. Go late. Oh, Just boy. Late. Yeah, babe, go on at eight. It's cool. Just yeah. show up. Just show up at like nine. They go yeah. on at eight, but they play past their set time. That's the problem. <laughs> Always. Guys, we've only yeah. got three more, and everyone's like, please, uh, what? It's 9 15. already played 39 songs. Off Let's the go. stage. <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, not to be confused with the um, with the children's show Nighty Night Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Where a little bottle of milk goes to bed. Yeah. After right. it walks around the neighborhood and just peeks in on everybody, <laughs> make sure. It's... Yeah, just making sure you yeah, making sure they're okay. You're yeah. had a rough day. Good night, milk. Should we night, let night, him milk. sleep in his bed outside? He should be refrigerated. He's a little. Yeah, I know. Ooh, oh, yeah. No. Well, you know, he's he's gone bad. You yeah, know, this milk's he's gone, gone bad. bad. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Just yeah. like Eddie did. Just like Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> he went bad. Uh, it's a yeah it's a metaphor you see it's a metaphor the milk's gone bad just like eddie yeah that's totally true i'm glad that he actually mentions the only reason i know it's barbara in that room too Mm -hmm. is to what you were talking about galen earlier is that it is so dark in certain scenes that's a scene where i was like who is he staring at while they sleep i could not tell it's only because he reveals it later in the movie that he watches her sleep at night to protect her that i'm like that was who it was. That, yeah. Okay, because I my... had no idea. Yeah, same. I was yeah. like, oh, Barbara. He was watching Barbara. Got it. Okay. Oh, oh, she's gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would, I, I would imagine, I could imagine that you know the the. I'm not sure who shot this, but I could imagine the DP just saying like, you know, just saying like, oh, it's like it's noir lighting, so we just film in the dark. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Natural yeah. light. That's what we're going for, everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Na- na- yeah. Na- yeah. Natural lack of light. Yeah. Right. And, right. And, yeah. and he was trying to protect her up until the point when, you know, they're actually having a nice moment. And he says, I care about you. And to show it, I've just been creepily watching you sleep at night. And she mm-hmm. has to go and ruin that nice moment by finding a dead body in his bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Good well, job, Barb. Every time. <laughs> If I had a nickel, boy. Ah, Barb. But, but but between Barb and uh the the roommate who uh they find the cops find the grass in her bathroom. Right. And right. her she's one of the to two women that uh uh Eddie helped uh get their VW bus out of the sand. Uh-huh. Between those two, I really respected that in the 1970s we had like that was the last great decade for stylish, fashionable nightwear. Mm. Like that everyone's nightgown. wearing some yeah. nice nightgowns. I'm mm-hmm. like nightgowns have really gone the way of of the night of the way of the milky milk or the night milk <laughs> of the night milk. Yeah, of, of the, the night, night milk. milk. Yeah, right. Gone the way of the, it, gone the, way, of the, the night way of the night milk. Too many nice. Night clothes have been ruined by night milks. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, we did. That's right. We did have, Mark, you are good at coming up with products because we did have Mark's Manhattans. Do we yeah. now have Mark's negligees? Negligees by Mark? Negligees by milk. <laughs> I think negligees by night milk is really milk legees. Ew. <laughs> They're made out of raw milk. Oh, oh <laughs> good for a week. <laughs> so, so Barb finds the body. Eddie decides, well, I guess we can't be friends anymore. Right. <laughs> that's that's and, a way to put it. And proceeds to you kill can say her. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and okay, so Eddie's world is collapsing on him. He's yeah. got a body in the roof. He's got a body in the bathtub. Now he's just killed Barb. What is he going to do? How is he going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. Eh, he's just going to hang out, watch birds. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's, that's yeah. it. 
That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That was, what did he do with the body of it, yeah. the uh, roommate and her boyfriend? He, you know, that he tracked to their apartment. Just left yeah. him there. I think he just left him. Yeah. He just I left mean, her. Never... He just leaves her on the volleyball court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where I, which I love, by the way, that she runs into a house. No neighbor will answer the door. Mm-hmm. But she runs into some rich guy's. He was a volleyball court in the backyard. That's not used enough. In, no, in horror, not films. enough. I did people's feel backyard like, volleyball courts. I did feel like it was the most LA thing, though, that somebody'd be like, "Who is that down there screaming? Let me in!" Like, oh, fuck it, just who cares? Turn the music up. Oh, we <laughs> turned the we've, light off. We've had Dude. night milk, and we are yeah. ready for bed. I'm not dealing with that. Just ugh. <laughs> Damn it, Robert! Turn the light off. She will. He, she will see that we're yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to go outside and play a night session Damn volleyball. It, Ro- Damn it! <laughs> Not tonight. You can do it tomorrow. Shit! Oh my god! Guess I'll just put in my VHS tape and do my sad workout. My bleak workout. You can do bleak your Bowser's workout. workout. That's tape two. Yeah. You got to do your. Yeah, you start bleak and then you get sad. It works its way. You do your. Your, you know. You do your arousers. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's you right. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Perfect. It's a perfect segue uh, you know. to things we love. Things yeah. we hated. All right. We're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Sweet Kill. Galen, as our guest, what, what's something you loved? Um, let's see. Well, I I did love the um I did love the the I did love the shots of the pigeons. Um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um yeah, I Again, you know, um, great opening. Um, I did, um, I did love the super awkward uh, scenes with the um, uh, his super his super awkward advice scenes with his uh, with his PE <laughs> yes. student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yep. was great. And yep. the um, his, his advice was like awesome. Like, just don't do anything. That was yeah. Like yeah. his advice. Yeah. Do nothing. Mm-hmm. Do nothing. I don't like it when you do anything. I wrote that down too. <laughs> And you know what? To be honest, in his life, as we see later, he definitely does nothing. Yeah. He definitely does that around women until he does kill them. But other than that, he's not doing much. No, he has. I mean, he has. Yeah, he has no game. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. this. um, Yeah, this. uh, I mean, I I feel probably I think, you know, outside of the outside of the murder victims i think the most one of the most tragic uh, you know figures in this film is that is that kid who does is getting the worst advice yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. really you know clearly does not have like a good father figure in his life and like wow yeah and then yeah and then like the and then like the next the last scene towards the end where he just says you fuck off yeah yeah right. yeah yeah yes, that was that scene was on him. that scene was crazy yeah, yeah. And, and to your point yeah. galen he's actually at this point taking the advice and he's like, things are going well with this girl. Is he going to learn like the PE coach is really a murderer? I mean, he can't, but he's not going to go back to school. The PE, yeah. That's going to be, yeah, th- that's going to be a real rude awakening. It's like, you know, it, yeah. And then maybe he'll, yeah. Th- then he'll, he'll start doubting himself right. and then think, mm-hmm. well, you know, y- you know, I mean, doing nothing was working. So I don't yeah. know what, what I should do now. Yeah. No, he's sweet yeah. kill junior. The so, one, yeah. the, the advice I took from a murderer actually got me to some the one piece of happiness in my life, and now even that happiness is ruined because I got now advice I can't from trust a anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Boy, that boy. is a tragic figure. The one piece yeah. of happiness in my life is the last tape in the whole series, <laughs> in the whole workout series. 
Yeah. <laughs> the fun, you work your way up to the yeah. one piece of happiness in my life. And that piece of happiness is dashed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I will say another thing about the uh, another footnote about the bleak workouts. Most of the um, most of its sales uh, came from people who thought they were getting oblique workouts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm specifically trying to work my obliques. When are we going to yep. get to them? It was a very this guy's just, this guy's just staring at me. <laughs> sales were split down He's the line between those people and goths. He's kind of in a he's kind of in a crouched position. Is that working the obliques? He's turned off every light in the room and he's just looking at me. <laughs> what is going on? Uh Mark, what is something you love? I really loved the relationship with Barbara. From the first time she's introduced and she's dancing and she asks him to dance, and he's like, no. And she says, Do you like my outfit? And he's like, not really. And she, I really love, like, I felt so bad for her because you Mm -hmm. can tell she really is into him and Mm -hmm. she's doing an incredible job of playing this very subtly of Mm. that, like, I'm really into you and I know you're treating me like shit. I know that you're being a jerk, but I just don't want to close the door because maybe there's a chance this could work. Yeah. Um, And I legitimately, every scene she was in, especially when the two, except for the part where he kills her at the end. Um, yeah. I really, I like really felt for her and thought like sure. you're doing in this movie that is, I mean, we've already discussed a lot about this movie. She's doing a, a banger of a job, like playing this role. That's really a hard one to play. Yeah. yeah. Plus yeah. the capper, the, the, the icing on the cake. At one point she undresses and she's wearing a slip and nobody mm. wears slips anymore. Mm-hmm. And I do love a good slip. And that so wasn't was an arouser. Like, so you did a quick that, set of arousers as soon as that. I did. I did thirty-five arousers, you, you and I, was, arousers? I felt good. a lot felt a lot better. My How obliques, do your obliques feel? My did obliques you get... are a little sore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're doing them right. I think I'm doing them right. Oh yeah, I think I've got this down. <laughs> your night milk negligees will also have a line of slips. <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back. <laughs> oh, Erica, what did what's something you love? I loved the opening, and I we've already talked about it, so I won't dwell on it. But I did love yeah, the opening. But you are, being, but you're dwelling. I, I, <laughs> dwell, if I may, if I may dwell. For all the reasons we mentioned, it just jumps right in. Yeah. You don't really know what's happening. You're not sure if it's a flashback yet. If it's not, there's no real context. There's a there's a bird. It's a cockatiel. It's chirping constantly throughout the entire oh, scene, yeah. which is absolutely what would happen. Yep. Uh, if you, That's it, true. It's what happens when you own a cockatiel? Trust me. They just don't yeah. stop no. once they trust true. me. They don't <laughs> shut up. Yeah. That bird. My lord. I, yeah. But I, it's, yeah, my fa- my family had a cockatoo growing up, and yeah, it would not shut up. Yeah. Oh my god. They just when they want to. When they want to make noise, they do. They mm-hmm. yeah, just and, do it. Yep. Um, outside of that, <laughs> it was a it's a tough movie to love. <laughs> it's a tough movie to watch as a lady and as a lady oh, with boy. a daughter. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult Aye. movie to watch and be like, "Well, that was fun. Yeah. That that was cool. Yeah. That was a really good time." So it's uncomfortable. This movie is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. So I guess maybe. Effective. I guess I did love it Effective. for that reason. That when it ended, I remember turning to you and saying, "Like, yikes, that was dark." Yeah, like it doesn't. There's no. Yeah, 
resolve. You mm-hmm. know, he's not punished. No. He's not held accountable in any way that we see throughout the film. It was just... I'm surprised. So I guess I did love that, that it really was... That, for me, of the New World movies that I've seen so far to date that we've talked about and watched. Three years worth. Yeah. This this seemed like the darkest one, to be yeah. honest, as far mm-hmm. as it being very realistic. I mean, we watched like Hellraisers and Children of the Corn are dark, air quotes. But this one felt very sure. like upsetting. Sure. It yep. ended like, sure. oh my God, okay. Ooh, I'm uh, surprised that Corman didn't throw in like the landlady coming in and showing yeah, off her boobs or something at the end, right. just interrupting his <laughs> little dark moment, being like la 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 la, like surprising. Just, just, just one, just one after the other, yeah. Just to yeah. kind of break just, up, just this some good sort measure, of yeah. yeah. Or even just some. End on a high note. Yeah, but it didn't. Right, right. No, that was that. Oh no, no, no. It ends darkly. Dark stuff. Yeah, I agree. I the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. The closing shot of this is. It's creepy. It's tough. And what it does get, and what I like, aye, aye. is that it is uh, accentuated by the music of Charles Bernstein. The score on this, I, I think, is I was going to say, good. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, an early Charles Bernstein score. Yeah. Early score. He also did music for Cujo and Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. Elm Street probably is most, is his most, most well-known, well-known yeah. score for sure. But yeah, it did a lot of, yeah, it did some... Um, did, it did a lot of those like you know '70s like um, Burt Reynolds and uh, Bronson pictures and things like that. Right, right. And he did you know he wrote a lot of really great scores. And this is mm-hmm, a pretty sure good little score. Nice, yeah. subtle. It's not overplaying. It's not like trying to take the focus. It's got some yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's an er, yeah. I mean, I think he you know he he hadn't quite found his you know kind of voice as a composer quite sure, yet. But yeah, sure. he's like he's you know he he's messing around. Yeah, doing so. Yeah, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of. Um, a little bit of, you know, some mood music, a little, mm-hmm. little bit of, you know, it gets a little funky at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. It, it, that's, it's a really good score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's switch to things we hated. Galen, what's something you hated? Oh boy. Um, I mean, <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, it's, sh- I mean, it's shot like a porno. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it, yeah, it has, I mean, it gets into that, it, it gets into that, like real, that nasty Corman sleaze and it mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just one of those, you just feel dirty watching it. You just, you know, yeah. I was expecting like a whole bunch of pop-up windows to appear on my screen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was getting real bad. Um, now I have uh, a virus. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no I it, shouldn't have clicked on this. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. I just wanted was, that last tape in this series. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you feel you feel dirty. You feel like you you know after after the end of it, you know, you wonder like, am I on a list? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has that nudie quality of just like you know the way it shoots, you know, the nude scenes of just like you know basically just like okay, take off your clothes and walk mm-hmm. into the frame, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it's totally. just, it's very, yeah. But so, even the even the dialogue scenes are often shot in one shot. Like they'll do a two mm-hmm. shot, but they'll just hold on them. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Corman's not going to give you a lot of shooting days. I'm sure no. they didn't no, have I'm a sure. lot of time. This was, this was shot in a week, I'm sure. Yeah, so there's not a lot of time, so you don't no. get a lot of, like, you know, close-ups or medium shots. It's a lot of, like, locked on the two of them a lot. And it sure. is it doesn't have, visually, doesn't have a lot of style. Unlike a lot of his later films, Curtis Hansen's later films, of course. But this one sure. doesn't doesn't really have, he hasn't really figured out the visual language. I feel like this film is still him 
approaching filmmaking from a writer's perspective. Absolutely. This was this was an exercise. I mean, he yeah, was, right. He was given the you know, he was given the context and it's like he was given the, he was working with what was available. Sure. And, you know, he, he wasn't as you know, successful, I think is like, you know, like early, you know, other people were in their early Corman films, like, you know, Jonathan Kaplan or Jonathan Demi. Right. Absolutely. You know, being able to find some style and, you know, and, you know, some, you know, able to like find some flourish in there, you know, within the form. I mean, there is, there's zero flourish in this film. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. And, and, you know, Corman obviously great instincts and was really able to give people a lot of opportunities, but the people that, met him where his you know sensibilities were there were some that knew how to like succeed maybe even doing what they liked in his system right because yeah because you know there were a lot of people where you could kind of you could you could work within the his rules and then kind of transcend that you know like a classic example is like you know you know like peter bogdanovich doing targets um sure you know where he was like you know he gave him the rules like he literally said like you know you know, he as he would tell like a lot of people, like you know, work in footage from another movie, and then he kind of subverted that by just literally just having it play on play in a projection room, right? You know, right? Uh, you know, like someone like that who was like who came in with their own vision, and you know, with this one, he was literally just like you know, okay, he told me to, he told me to do a his psycho ripoff, you know, this here it is, and here's some boobs in the beginning, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll he be good. The, and, yeah, you know, he wants the nudity, there's a shower that. scene. He wants the, so, he wants the shower scene. He wants the stabbings. You know, there. You know. Yeah. Well, I I did it. You know. Yeah. 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 And it's not yeah. like when we talked earlier this year when I you know we talked about Forbidden World and how mm. like expertly I think Alan Holzman knew how to make a movie in that Corman style. Not everyone mm-hmm. knew mm-hmm. how to flourish with that with those setbacks. So yeah, I correct. agree. I agree with that one. Mark, what, what's something you hated? Um, I hated that it uh, the the couple that Eddie meets at the very beginning, their car is stuck on thick, loose beach sand, which <laughs> I, I, yeah, you think you're going to get stuck? And he asks them, have you driven on the beach before? And they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, we have. You're fucking lying. You have never <laughs> driven on the beach. Because if you had, this would happen every fucking time. <laughs> And those True. two boards that he puts under there are not going to get that car out. Uh, <laughs> so that immediately just had me filled with... Ri- it is a fucking Volkswagen bug where the axle... It's a rear-wheeled car with the engine sitting above the rear wheels, above oh. the transaxle. It's yeah. only going to dig itself down deeper. Yeah. And you can't do that on Venice yeah. Beach. Come on. <laughs> Her roommate right. did not, you know, she was not the wisest lady uh, I, of all time. How do you even back into that? How does that yeah, happen? I don't know. <sighs> I mean, uh, let, let's not forget her roommate who also just leaves, her boyfriend leaves the weed out in the bathroom. Yeah. And the cops get it. Also, then she sneaks into his bathroom, finds uh, her friends, her murdered friends contraceptive in there. Mm-hmm. In his medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. they leave his apartment in the daytime, race away, mm-hmm. and then apparently are like, "What a day! Let's go to sleep." And then he goes <laughs> to their home mm-hmm. later and murders them. They're not 
the wisest. Yeah. Not the wisest. No. A lot of heart. No. A lot of good intentions. She does have a great, she has great taste in nightgowns, though. Yes. Yes. Because she's wearing a stunding nightgown. Tasteful. Yeah. Very tasteful. Nightgown game Uh is strong. Yeah. Erica, something you hated. Um, I really struggled with things that I hated because it is what it is, right? Like this, That's fair. I could be like, well, I hated that, you know, it never showed him getting held accountable for anything. But that's that's the movie, I think. Oh, sure. Everything that I thought, oh, I hated this about it isn't, that's not what it's meant to be. That's mm-hmm, why it's mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. dark and that's why it's so uh, yeah. effective and making you feel uncomfortable because it doesn't have those things. Sure. I think ultimately what I hate is that really that the, the print is just so bad that it's such a <laughs> yeah, bad copy. Really bad. It's distracting. It. Yeah. yeah. And it does, I think it would really probably pull a lot of people out of even watching it because I mean, how much patience are, they, are you going to have at this point for something that looks that bad? Yeah. Especially if you're True. trying to watch it, you know, on your big screen or something like that, maybe on the laptop, it's not so bad. We watched it. Mm. Uh, on TV, and it was it was pretty rough. Pretty I watched rough. a little bits and pieces of it on the laptop, was and it any just better? to see if I could see some of those darker scenes a little bit better. But you can't. It yeah. really doesn't it's such matter. A bad, it's it's just, such yeah, yeah. It's a shame that's such poor quality because <laughs> I think it probably is even creepier if you can really see those, especially that last shot of him in the dark there, where it's kind of just half of his face is lit. Yeah. You hear the pigeons cooing. Like it's such a creepy shot, but it just looks terrible. <laughs> you know, and I think yeah. I, don't, I don't think it will get, you know, I guess if it's, you know, owed any credit, <laughs> you guys be the judge, but I don't think it will get any because of just the poor quality. Yeah. Well, yep. it's also, yeah. you know, it's, it's up to shout factory because they have the rights to a lot of Corman's films. So I believe the copyright to this one is in question. I, I, yeah. I couldn't, didn't have time to dig into it. There's tons mm. of research. Don't worry, everybody. Your favorite part of the show is chock full, but I didn't get into that. Uncover that copyright question. So <laughs> you copyright hounds are going to be a little disappointed. But uh, I agree with Ow. you. <laughs> it's thing- just me, copyright hound. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll wait for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love copyright hound. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you though. The thing I hated, I mean, I'm I'm just not a big fan of this type of movie where like right. the main character, our protagonist if you will, is the is the killer. Yeah. Uh made me think of movies like Maniac or mm-hmm. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, arguably better movies perhaps. Oh yeah. Uh, or at least more maturely made and a little bit more, more assured. Made. There is assured a, yeah, films. there is some art. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's certainly some art to it. There's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Maniac is in many ways straight trash, but it is. Right. But there is at least there's at least a point of view. And and there yep. is a Joe Spinell performance that is like you a know great of the ages. But it's just yes. not a movie. I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax. It's Friday. I'm going to put on Maniac. Like, it's just, it's not the kind of film that I want to put on. And this is kind of one of those where it's like, I I don't have something specific that I'm like, oh, I hated this. It's like, yeah, it's just this kind of movie where, like, you're only, you know, your main character is this bad dude. It's just, yeah. It's kind of, it's just kind of, it's rough. rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's bleak. Yeah, as copy. Uh, yeah, it, it rough as copyright hound would say. Yeah, rough, yeah. rough. I'm, co- I'm copyright rough. hound. Rough, rough. <laughs> it's rough. I'm copyright hound. <laughs> All right, let's switch to our favorite scene. Galen, what was your favorite scene? 
the um the sex therapy scene is is bizarre enough to be pretty memorable. That, I, that's, <laughs> sure, sure. That's definitely up there for me. Sure. Is just yeah, that slow, uncomfortable undress, and then just and then just the crying. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, um, very yeah, strange. So yeah, very strange. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Yeah, that's probably that's probably up there. I'd say that's probably one of the more memorable scenes for sure. Sure, absolutely. Mark, what was your favorite scene? Definitely the scene when the cops find the grass in the yeah. apartment. Because it's a great the, little written scene. It's, it's really, such really a great well scene. Like they're kind of fucking with her, but they're kind of yeah. not. And they're like, "You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. You should have flushed it down the toilet." Like he's the cop says mm-hmm. it to the other cop. Like now that you brought it out in the room, now we have to do something about this. <laughs> yeah. Had you just yeah. flushed it down the toilet, we could have avoided all of this. Right. I thought it was so. F- it's funny in a movie that is very bleak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very. As I'm talking about my bleaks right now, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really subtly funny scene that, and then the fact that she's like, yeah, first they tell her go go change your clothes because we're going to take you to jail, which I found very courteous, and then she mm-hmm. says like, yeah. oh mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was that was such a funny scene in a movie that's not funny. That yeah. this movie is not going was- for yucks. It does not have a lot of light moments, and that was certainly the yeah. lightest. Uh, Erica, your favorite scene? Um, I think my favorite scene was with Mrs. Cool and Henry, uh, with the landlady and with Angus Grimm, <laughs> when they're uh, like just having a cigarette, I guess, and a drink after yeah. doing all that hard work, closing off the entrance that the pigeons used to get into. <laughs> And they're just, she's like, ah, oh, being a landlady. Like, she's kind of just venting about, like, how hard it is to be a landlady and the struggle. It just. And everyone's complaints about the pigeons. And, yeah. yeah. It just felt very, it was an interesting juxtaposition to have that kind of, like, that's what else is going on in that building. Like, in that, mm-hmm. within the confines of that building, Barbara's, like, probably crying about Eddie alone in her place. Eddie's probably got a dead body in the tub. And then Mrs. Cole's just like having a cigarette with Angus Grimm. (laughs) It was just, yeah, it was, I don't know. Well, I mean, not to play uh, armchair prostitute therapist, but these are are two scenes that you guys are talking about that don't involve Eddie and are like our lighter moments. You asked for our favorite. We get a a moment away to look into another people's other yeah, people's lives we get a break it's from a break. eddie yeah. uh mine uh my favorite scene involves eddie and unfortunately it is barbara's death because oh. she slowly mm. walks into that bathroom so slowly walks into that bathroom finds the body somehow eddie has snuck in behind her and then stands up behind her lurching over over her shoulder mm-hmm. like how how on earth to mark your your point about the uh, volkswagen how could she have got, he gotten that close to her? She took every second possible to get in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel mm-hmm. someone behind you because you are not going quickly. But once he's up behind her, he has this crazy look in his eye. It's certainly yep. the craziest look he gives in the film. It's uh, kind of a crazy moment. It's not a terror-filled moment. It mm-hmm. is a kind of laughable moment to a degree. It's just because mm-hmm. of the loomingness of him over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think Mark, you and I, uh, you did. You made a scene like that in a movie, the horror film we made on on VHS that you wrote, 
where like suddenly like you walk away from a killer and all of a sudden the killer pops up and they're right there all of a sudden you know yeah. when you're kids you're like ha 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 isn't yeah. that funny but I'm like this is a real movie doing yeah. this it's a yeah. real movie yeah. Doing yeah. This. Yeah. yeah like it's a silly moment the kids would be like that's horror movies and uh, anyway so that's that's what I thought was my favorite scene let's that's get into funny. final questions these are our final questions for Sweet Kill all right. How often do you use the parallel bars at the beach or at a park for your own personal workouts? <laughs> oh, uh, never. <laughs> for me personally, never. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I mean, thought like that's a type, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I generally, I generally don't trust you know much of anything at the beach. You know, gym equipment, you know, being high among them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the you know the communal gym equipment at the beach. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, probably stay away from it. You know, it probably, you know, uh, um, probably has, you know, it's probably like, uh, you know, contaminated with like seagull shit or in this case, pigeon shit, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. mm-hmm. And I wonder to that end, is Curtis Hansen trying to say that people that do work out on public property are all potential serial murderers? Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's the lesson. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, because this was like, this was like pre, like pre, you know, Rodney Alcala era, you know, of serial killers, you know, with just like creeps who hang out at the beach. Sure, sure, yeah. Plus, I uh, just, uh, when I saw that scene, I couldn't help but think if I was Eddie or I'm the actor playing Eddie and the director's like, I need you to do a dip, then up mm-hmm. and kick your leg over, I'd be like, uh, it's probably not happening. I, mm-hmm. I, I'd have to be very careful not to dip too, get too low in that dip where you see me struggle <laughs> to, to get myself lifted back up and then kick my leg over. So, yeah. um, you know, it's not the beach equipment. It's my own horrible physique that I'm more worried <laughs> about in this scenario. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed already. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it is pretty noticeable. <laughs> you just sound weak. You know? You just you just I do. I do. Sound like you can't do it. Yeah. Only, hey, yeah. Uh, when was the last time you guys took a walk in the rain from oh say Sunset Boulevard all the way back out to Venice? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, no, yeah, I mean, not, yeah, not so much. I think, you know, when it, <laughs> yeah. when it rains, I mean, when it rains in LA, it rains hard and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, not gonna do that. Yeah. Um, Eddie finds Sherry's license, which is a fake address. I looked it up and he goes out and goes and kills her roommate and her boyfriend. And then, he, but on the news, it says that the murders and they, they're describing the murders of the roommate and her boyfriend it t- took place in the hills above Sunset Boulevard. So that is a walk back in the mm-hmm. rain mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to Venice. Yeah. That's a long walk. Mm-hmm. And then he gets down and he starts doing his bleak workout. I'm like, this guy's committed to fitness. Yeah. I mean, that's a Very testament c- to the workout <laughs> tapes right there. Sure. Uh, finally, uh, I need to clear, clean, clear up something important. Um, does Eddie move or does he stay in the same building? What happens? I think he stays. He's in there with the birds. Yeah, I thought he cut the locks off the top, and he's sitting down there with the rotting body and the birds. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he's still living there. I also have to feel like he has such a well-located apartment. Yeah. I mean, he can walk to the beach, so. Yeah. I mean, he is on. On a a PE teacher's salary. He is on East Wind Street. 
right at Speedway, which is literally a block away from the beach, which yeah. I did look up the building on Google Maps and found mm-hmm. it, the exact building they shot at. And uh, 15 East Wind Street is the building that is the apartment building. It's really well yeah. located to the beach. So is it still there? The same building? Still there. Still got the bricks. Got a lot wow. more plants built up around it. But wow. It looks uh, you, you can you can definitely tell that it's the same it's the same building. All right, let's get into some research. As I mentioned, this has been released twice. Once 1972 in Sweet Co comes out. In 1976, Corman retitles it The Arousers, and that's the version again that we all watched. I mentioned before um, Hansen started as a screenwriter and did The Dunwich Horror by H.P. Lovecraft. Yep. AIP wanted Hansen to rewrite the script and make it more like Rosemary's Baby, which Hansen did not want to do. So he left the project and someone else did the rewrite. However, as he told the Hollywood interview, he was brought back to do rewrites once Peter Fonda was cast in the film. Literally the day I was in there with my first set of revisions, he said, there was some this commotion going on out front. We all went outside. AIP had loaned Fonda a Lincoln convertible uh, as their star. He had left this car sitting there with the engine running with a note stuck on the windshield that read, you can take this car and the Dunwich Horror and shove them up your ass. Columbia has more guts than wow. you'll ever have. And that wow. was all of what that all about was, was Columbia had just agreed to finance Easy Rider. And hmm. Dean Stockwell ended up doing the part in Dunwich Horror instead. Now, who was going to produce Easy Rider for AIP? Roger Corman. So hmm. as Corman explains, he actually had a meeting uh, with an AIP executive and Dennis Hopper and Fonda, and they wanted to fire uh, Dennis Hopper. And so they didn't they didn't trust him. So they said, hey, uh, we want the right in your contract to fire you should you fall a day behind. And that pissed off both Fonda and Hopper. They ran to Columbia, and they made the movie there. It could have been produced, though, by Corman for AIP. Uh, another person that worked on the Dunwich Horror is Tamara Asayev, who initially was hired as Corman's secretary in the late 60s, 1967. She eventually moved up to doing the, the budget for Peter Bogdanovich's Targets and co-produced The Wild Racers for Corman mm. before Corman put her in charge of producing Sweet Kill. In fact, the title card to this lists Tamara Asayev, Curtis Hansen production. So mm. this, is the, this is the last thing, though, that Asayev does with Corman, also the last thing Curtis Hansen does for Corman, um, because she did not care for the inserts, and she decided to go out on her own, and she did, and she co-produced 1979's Norma Ray which was nominated oh, wow. for Best Picture and won mm-hmm. Sally Field an Oscar and would go on in the 1980s to produce TV movies, including the 1987's After the Promise, starring Mark Harmon, made for New World Television. Oh, wow. <laughs> and of she was course. going to produce, I found an article, she was going to produce a TV movie for New World that was going to be on ABC called The Donna Rice Story about her affair with presidential candidate Gary Hart which was going to reveal all because she had not come out with her story yet. But oh. that did not go forward. I have to think that Donna Rice didn't offer, end up giving her permission. Though right. the two, the 2018 movie, The Front Runner, is about Gary Hart and the scandal. Is that nearly New World, guys? Is that mm. close? Is that close yeah, enough? Yeah, that's close. That's I don't know. I, I hope it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, in 1991, uh, Tamara Asiev actually moves on to being a writer, and she debuted... With uh, as an author with the best-selling "Always Kiss with Your Whiskers" love advice from my cat, which oh, as of two thousand one, no. oh no, 
was in its third printing, having oh, sold over 95,000 copies. So she wrote oh, a follow-up, heavy petting, more romantic advice from my oh, cat no. in 1993. Oh. And she's not done. Uh, she also wrote, first cat, second term, socks, pussyfoots his way back into the White House in 1997. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, Things geez. I will never read. Oh. <laughs> back to Sweet Kill. Hansen's original script, uh, which he admits was written very quickly, was actually about, uh, to use his words, an emotionally confused young woman who kills guys. So hmm. that was his initial thought. That's my version. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Apparently, though, he says Roger Corman read it, and his response was, I liked it, but it was a little too different having a woman be the killer. So he rewrote it, and they made it with a man. Right. But hard to, get, hard, to, hard to get a lot of boobs in that version. <laughs> True. You know, you're going to get a lot right. more dongers. Lot yeah. more dongers, right? And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I could see Corman saying like, "Well, well, what if she's, what if she's naked every time she kills?" <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She could have. I mean, there's opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, but then he he would want, you know, he would want it to be equal opportunity and like, you know, get in, you know, you know, get some variety in there, and then it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. well, what, yeah. How do I get what other it, ladies' boobs in there? Other than right, hers. what if right. what if it's yeah, what if it's the women being being slaughtered in this film? Right, right. You right. know, just I have a minor tweak for you. Yeah, a minor tweak, just completely re- uh, redo the entire concept. Just completely redo <laughs> the thing, yeah, and just just have just just have just have it the women being killed. Yeah. Tiny note, could you re- re- note. reverse engineer this entire script, entire film? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's perfect. Norman <laughs> <laughs> had agreed to finance. Two thirds of the film. The film had a hundred and thirty thousand mm. dollar budget. And then, can you guess what happened to a New World Pictures film where Corman was agreeing to front a lot of most of the money? He cut the budget. Yes, according to uh, according to Curtis Hansen, he says a couple weeks before we started shooting, he reneged on the deal and said he would only put up one third of the money. My producing partner, I'm assuming Tamara, I take advice. From love advice from my cat Asiyev. Uh, oh boy! And uh, and I had Oof. to raise the other two thirds to show how foolhardy I was. I went to my parents and persuaded them to put a mortgage on their home no. in order to finance oh, this boy, film. Boy. Oh, oh boy! When I showed the film to Roger, he said it needed more tits in it, and he retitled it "The Arousers." That was my first oh. nightmare post-production experience. It was one of many. Ooh. When he did retitle it, Corman. He created a new poster. So unlike that beautiful poster that Galen was talking about right. before with the scissors and the woman yeah. on it, yeah. this one was just a poster of scantily clad women, a bunch of them, and not even women in the film, yep. and invited them to, te- to quote, test their arousal quotient oh my God. and to take a free sexual stimulation test, um, mm. which, I mean, this, this, uh, this movie yeah. is not that, I mean... He's just trying to get your butts to in the seats to watch it, so he doesn't really care that you're going to end up being disappointed by it. But right, yeah, like that, that. Yeah, that's kind of like a like a pervy William Castle kind of gimmick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, this is also like this is. It's hard to find the original Sweet Kill cut. I did mm. find a British VHS tape on eBay mm. uh, that actually did list a shorter running time of about eighty minutes. 
Ah. I think this runs oh, wow. for about 84, 85 ish. But you, you can't, I can't watch that because it's a PAL tape. So, but there is, it's out there. It's out there. But meanwhile, uh, Hansen, no surprise, he was not a fan of the Arousers cut. Uh, and right. he told Ain't It Cool News in 2001, it was recut to some degree and more bare breasts were put into it. It was the first time I learned the lesson that I had the opportunity opportunity to learn multiple times after that, which is if you're going to risk being wrong, it's better to be wrong with your own mistakes than with somebody else's. Okay. Hansen yeah. would not work again for Corman, as I said. Um, for Corman's part, he told Entertainment Weekly in 1993 that Hansen was a talented director. He worked for me a number of years ago. I was surprised when he didn't advance more quickly because Hansen yeah. did not direct again until 1980s The Little Dragons, and then 1983's Losing It. Losing It, yep. Uh, with Tom Cruise. And that's when he finally gets in. So it takes him a good, you know, I mean, I think Little Dragons is shot towards the end of the 70s, but then doesn't yeah, come like out until 1980. Yeah, it com- yeah, comes out in like 79, 80, yeah. So, you know, that's it for the research. Let's get into, though, since we're talking about Curtis Hansen, we're not going to have a lot of opportunities. This is it. Galen, your, what's your favorite Curtis Hansen movie? If you had to, If you had to pick one. Personally, I I really like uh, Wonder Boys. Uh, I, I haven't too. seen I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, but I'm um, but that that one I really responded to. That's uh, that movie's a, a lot of fun. Um, it's it, it, the uh, a wonderful my uh, Michael Douglas performance. Yep. I mean, yep. great cast all yeah, amazing around. Amazing cast. Yeah, everyone I, everyone in it is just at the top of their game, and I love a good you know kind of. Um, like neurotic caper movie and that kind of it kind of falls in that you know yeah, kind of category yeah. you know kind of like an older lumbering after hours you know sure. kind of vibe to it yeah it's a really uh re- yeah really fun movie i think that one's really good um you know i mean of course um of course la confidential's great um i think probably my personal favorites are um wonder boys and then i think bad influence is a very underrated film yeah, he he said that bad bad influence was like the first film where he got to make the movie he really wanted to make. So and he did. I think he that's that that's a really strong film, and you know, really kind of has you know, yeah, it definitely definitely has his voice, you know, yeah, in it. Yeah, it's a very defined kind of realized film. I agree about Wonder Boys. I really like that one, and I also it it, it makes me uh, yearn for the days when like Paramount Pictures was like, yeah, let's give fifty million dollars for a movie about a. A college professor is just kind of a fuck up. With a, <laughs> like, college you know, prof- like, a college professor with writer's block making bad decisions. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's <laughs> yeah, get that that's... a cool 50 mil. Let's do it. Let's get everybody in on that. Everyone will want to see that. Like, simpler times. I feel like that kind of movie. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no one's well, going to make that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that era. I mean, you know, I mean, that was like the t- you know time when, like, you know, American Beauty won Best Picture, and it was yeah, like, yeah, they were, yeah. you know, um, that film hasn't aged well, but it does, but it is, <laughs> yeah. um, but it is indicative of a time where, you know, where the studios were were kind of willing to make risks. I sure. mean, like 99, right. 2000, there was a lot of, you know, kind of mainstream, you know, films released at a mainstream level that were, you know, really had that kind of independent spirit and were, you know, taking a lot of risks, you know, yeah. you know, on a, you know, on a considerable budget. You yeah, know? totally. Totally. Mark, Mark, for you, Curtis, favorite Curtis Hansen? Uh, uh, everything you guys said. I, I agree with everything <laughs> you said. <laughs> I also would just throw out a shout to the River Wild. 
Mm. I love the River Wild. I think that one's I a little. I still haven't underrated. seen that one. I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, still haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love, that one's a little bit of a underseen one for sure. Because the Hand the Rocks of Cradle was fine. It was like a lot of '90s thrillers for me. I liked it fine, but it was. But the River Wild was like a little bit more. All right, I was you know. Meryl Streep too, Kevin Bacon, you know, mm-hmm. uh, David yeah, Stathair, and uh, you know, it's hard to hard to beat that that cast. Uh, yeah, too. I'll check. Yeah, Erica, it's been on my list. Yeah, um, I think The Hand That Rocks the Cradle and L.A. Confidential are the only other movies that I've seen. No, <laughs> remember right? we saw In Her Shoes ah! in two thousand five because <laughs> we were no when we were living in Amsterdam no and we saw movie. every single American movie released at the time because we were living overseas. And we were just like, I don't care. It's got people speaking English. Let's 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 watch it. So funny. And it's a terror. It's I'm, I, I hate to say, it, speak ill of uh, Curtis Hansen, who's no longer with us. But it is a bad film. It's oh, not good. I don't remember it's anything about good. it. Yeah, I'm looking it was, at the poster wow. right now as if I'm seeing yeah. it for oh, the first time. Not good. So. Yeah. You know, oh, I I I, sh- I should also but, say I yeah I forgot I forgot to mention um, uh, Eight Mile is really good. That's one I haven't seen. I oddly have not seen Eight Mile. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only seen it. I, I saw it recently, and and as you know, for for a film of that you know of its type in that era, I mean, it has you know some wonderful performances in it. It's it, it, you know the you know I think it really it's a it's a it's an incredibly honest film, very well written. Um, or, you know, great early scumbag performance from Michael Shannon in there. It's a yeah yeah wonderful cast. That's a that's also really you know, I I would. I would rank that probably right below those others. Yeah. I mean, I have no good excuse for not seeing it as a guy who owns cool as ice on Blu-ray. <laughs> I, I have no, I don't know what's yeah. keeping me from it. I was trying to think, is it the M&M factor? But I, I'm like, it can't have been, I don't know why I wouldn't have seen it. I don't, I don't. It, yeah. Yes. It, yeah. And I it's, don't dislike um, M&M. So I, I have no idea what I'm, it, yeah. no idea why it's, I haven't seen it. It's not as funny as Cool as Ice, but it <laughs> well, is. True. But it is. True. But it is. Yeah. I, th- but I think it is, it is funny. It is a funny. Right. It is a superior film. It <laughs> well, is a superior you know, film. I just I love the camera work of Janusz Kaminski, and so I'll see anything he shot. Right. And, you're you know. a complete. You're a Kaminski completist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Erica, though, now that I've reminded you of some of the movies that you have seen, what what do you, do you have a favorite? Probably the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> okay, good. All right, it's a good I've seen it's a, LA it's a fun movie. Yeah, I've seen that one, and I think I should watch it now that I live in LA. You know, because I think when I saw it, I absolutely didn't. So, um, <laughs> totally, I lo- I should watch it again. Yeah, but yeah. I have to say, hand, hand that rocks the cradle. That's a good one. It's okay. a good. Yeah, it's like okay. a good '90s thriller. It yeah, definitely it's right up there. Fits yeah. in. Uh, yeah fits in that kind of in that in that whole vibe it's a yeah it's a it's a legit film it is a, not a noir vember but it is a maybe noir noir vember selection for those of you uh watching a lot of noir and we hope that you are we hope that you might give sweet kill a try yeah. galen thank you so much for joining us for thank this yes, episode thank you Oh, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for bringing oh. Sweet Kill into our lives. and uh, <laughs> Yes. Oh, boy. And for helping us uh, understand uh, our need for bleak workouts. You know? <laughs> I think- yes. And and I think you can find a way to work your obliques in the bleak workout, you know? Okay, you know, yeah. You can adapt it for you, you know? I think That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's adaptable. It's very malleable. It's adaptable for, you know, each... For 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 each you know for for each muscle category yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you so much again. No, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm on um, I'm on I'm on Twitter at uh, underscore Galen underscore Howard underscore, and much more simply at, at Galen Howard, all one word at uh, uh, on uh, on Instagram. And yeah. uh, you can awesome. find me there, you know, just uh, you can follow me and my antics on both of those. Yep. Sounds good. And also be on the lookout for um, Give Me an A, the horror anthology an that is yes, coming it's out. A, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very it's a unique horror anthology. I'll speak kind of briefly. It's a it was um, it was made with an incredibly quick turnaround just this summer um, in response to the Roe v. Wade overturn. And it's mm. so it's. Uh, they're all films that are in response to um, in response to that that uh, little event in uh, U.S. history this year, and mm-hmm. um, it's a you know made by a incredible team of female filmmakers, and it's a it's definitely worth seeing, and has a, you know, a lot of wonderful people involved like Alyssa Milano, Sean Gunn, and uh, uh, Virginia Madsen, and uh, so yeah, it should be um, it's ants and it's a. Uh, festival run right now and um you know should be available you know um later this year early next awesome so be on the lookout for that galen thank you again for being on this episode we really appreciate having me guys yeah thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed our talk about sweet kill we hope you enjoyed if you have you seen sweet kill has anyone else seen it talk to us about it tell us your thoughts about sweet kill find us you can find us also on Instagram and Twitter. Tell us your thoughts. You can also reach us on Facebook. Uh, And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. They say for every boy and girl there's just one love in this whole world. And I know I found mine. The heavenly touch of your embrace tells me no one could take your place. Hey, 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 hey.